Welcome to the Pastor on the Beach podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Amlin, pastor at Lutheran Church of the Resurrection in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And each week I will be sharing a message from our worship services right here via this podcast. I hope you'll consider subscribing and share the podcast with your friends. We all need to hear words of hope once in a while. Well, thanks for listening. Here's this week's message. Holy Gospel according to Mark, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Mark's Gospel presents the transfiguration as a preview of what would become apparent to Jesus' followers after he rose from the dead. Confused disciples are given a vision of God's glory manifest in the beloved Son. Our reading. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed him, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them all to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. A boy stands in the front yard with his baseball glove and a baseball, throwing the ball as high as he can up into the sky. And then when it comes back down, grabbing it in his mitt. And he did it for hours and hours and hours until finally the neighbor came over and said to the boy, what are you doing? You've been at this for hours and hours and hours. And the little boy looked at him. He said, I'm playing catch with God. I throw the ball up into the air as high as I can. And then I catch it in my mitt. I throw it up and God throws it back to me. Put another way, what goes up must come down. Important things happen up on mountains in Scripture. But they usually require coming down. Right? Anytime we get the clue that something is happening on a mountain, anytime we hear that Jesus is teaching or going up on a mountain, something important is happening. Think about Moses on Mount Horeb, for example. On this mountain, Moses encounters God in a burning bush. It's consumed by fire, but doesn't burn. And again, during their 40-year wilderness journey, Moses goes up on the mountain. God summons Moses back to the same mountain for a 40-day encounter, and then what does, what does Moses bring back down the mountain with him? Somebody say, Ten Commandments, really loud. All right. 
Elijah has a mountaintop experience, same as Moses, but Elijah is in a cave and distressed because he doesn't think the people are listening to him, the prophecies that he has been sharing. Elijah encounters God's presence. A great wind goes by, an earthquake happens, fire, all these pass by. But God comes in a still, small voice. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus teaches on the side of a mountain, blessed are those who mourn, those who are poor, and so on. Does that sound familiar? Jesus' entry into Jerusalem is of itself a kind of mountaintop event. Jerusalem is a mountain city of sorts. Near the culmination of Lent, we'll wave palms, we'll have palm crosses, and retell the story of this important event of the people recognizing a triumphant entry into this great mountain city of faith. Today's gospel reading finds us back on the mountain. I bet I think it's significant that Scripture tells us that the mountain Jesus leads Peter, James, and John up to is a high mountain. Not surprisingly, something big happens. On this mountain, God is revealed in voice, and along with it, two of the most important figures of the faith, Moses and Elijah. And Jesus shines brightly, consumed with light, radiating light, a light and brilliance such that there's no question that it is divine. And on this mountain, Peter offers the vocal, is always the vocal member of any grouping of disciples. Peter does what you and I might do, tries to find a way to stay in that mountaintop experience. Perhaps he's thinking to himself, this is how it should be. I don't ever want to leave this place. And his offer to Jesus is to build dwellings for Moses, Elijah, and Jesus so that they can capture the moment, live in the moment, always and forever in that moment. Many of us have had an experience that lets us relate to Peter, right? Haven't we been to a place where we wished that we could stay forever? Perhaps a vacation somewhere, perhaps a moment of beauty, or at a time when things just really seemed to come together so well. And we found great joy. Perhaps in the memory of a loved one, or when we came to the realization that we were growing up, <coughs> and eventually we we're going to have to leave home. or we were going to have to be done with school. My theory is this is why they developed advanced degrees, so you can stay in school for as long as possible. We can't dwell on these mountains forever. At some point, at some point, we're called down from the mountain and sent into the next part of life's journey. Moses is sent down from the mountain to gain release of God's people in Egypt in spite of his own objections that he was not the right person for the job. Elijah is sent down from the mountain to bring a prophecy to God's people and to find and anoint his own successor. And in today's gospel reading, and for the first time, Peter, James, and John hear God's claim about Jesus, the beloved Listen to him. And the next thing we know, 
Jesus and the disciples are coming down from the mountain. What does it mean to listen to Jesus? In the verses which follow, it means understanding that the first shall be last and vice versa. It also means giving a cool drink to a stranger in Jesus' name. It means blessing little children, and it means understanding that through God all things are possible, and it means loving our neighbor as ourselves while loving God with everything we are. Listening to Jesus also means, and perhaps most difficultly for the disciples, listening to Jesus' passion predictions. Lent is upon us. Tuesday night at our jazz service, one of the key things that we do is we put away the alleluias. The alleluias go away in worship until Easter Sunday. This week, we will enter into our Lenten journey and hear the voice, the voices of those involved with or witnesses of Jesus' betrayal, trial, and crucifixion in the scripture readings for Lent. Lent stands bracketed by mountaintop experiences of a kind. Today we hear a bright, shining, transfigured Jesus, a light, a glory-sounding Jesus on the mountain. And like Peter, we may want to stay in this place. And on the other end of Lent, we find Jesus battered and broken on a cross, which makes us want to turn away. We want the Jesus in the mountain glory, but we get the Jesus of the cross. And thank God we do. For on this cross, our sins are consumed in Christ's sacrifice, and we are made whole in relationship with God. That's where our journey down the mountain begins. Listen to him, God says. And we are called, equipped, and sent into our world. There is a rhythm to our lives that mirrors this calling. Each week we gather on the mountain with God and encounter Christ when we confess and hear the forgiveness of our sins proclaimed. As we sing our praises to God, we hear God's word read and proclaimed as we sing God's word together in our hymns and as we share in the sacrament of Holy Communion. In all of these things, we are reminded of whose we are, and we are fed and forgiven and freed to be the people of God at Lutheran Church of the Resurrection. And then we're sent out from this place, called to go down the proverbial mountain and into the valley below. We carry with us the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Faith is best lived out in the trenches of daily life, best realized in our lives as we interact with the lives of our neighbors or the stranger in need of kindness. Living our faith out each day, we are called to listen to Jesus and to love our neighbor and to love God. Are you afraid, like Moses, that you aren't the right person? You don't feel you have the gifts to work in the valley. Remember that God promises Moses and us that God will be with us. Remember, too, that Peter was afraid on the mountain that he slept instead of praying with Jesus on another mountain and that he even denied Jesus three times. Still, 
God used Peter and all the disciples to change the world. If our worship together is our mountaintop for the week, then our daily lives of discipleship are what sustain us in the valley. Our response to God's grace, love, and forgiveness is our action of bringing the kingdom of God closer to our world by loving God and loving our neighbor. Peter, James, and John get a glimpse of this kingdom come near on the mountain, and they give their whole lives to share that glimpse with the world. We get that same glimpse every week, every Sunday, at every worship service. Thanks for listening. I hope that this week's message has given you something to think about and given you hope that you are loved by God. To learn more about Lutheran Church of the Resurrection, please visit GoResurrection.com. If you'd like to support this podcast or any of the amazing ministries at Resurrection, please visit our website giving page. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Pastor on the Beach podcast.